Welcome to episode number 136 of The Space In Between. Hello, my friends. It's Phoebe Leona here, and we are going to take the little breadcrumbs we had from our conversation last week with Amy Susie and dive in a little bit deeper because we started some really great conversations and I just wanted to go a little bit deeper and give you some practices and some insights that have helped me along my little multi-passionate journey and embracing my enthusiasm and inspiration that that comes through me. So I'd love to share that with you. A couple of announcements that are happening in Nomadland before we get there. So as you might have known, if you've been listening to this podcast for the last month or so, my book, Dear Radiant One, is now available wherever books are sold online. And uh, I've been creating these beautiful experiences because this book was not just a book. It's a multidimensional experience. So in April, I was I was diving into some book reading experiences, and I'm going to continue that again in the month of June, but we're also taking it online with this Embodied and Radiance program. So Uh, If you have read the book or if you're curious about the book, this book is, Dear Radiant One, is my journey. It's it's a bit of my memoir, my primarily the relationship with my father and the trauma that I kind of experienced within that relationship and how it it continued to spill into the rest of my life and the choices that I made. And so there's a reconciliation with that, with my story, but also the practices that helped me through my healing journey. So I share various somatic practices, expanded awareness practices, meditations that um, that could help you if you're in this road of some sort of recovery, with, whether it's a, an emotional recovery or other, or just recovering from what we've just all been going through the last two years and it kind of seems that we're continuing this path of chaos being the mass uncertainty but with this level of chaos within it and I'll talk a little bit about that today too and how you can sit in your own space of of anxiety that comes up in this in these places when we're multi-passionate beings. But anyways, this program Embodied Radiance takes you on your own journey. So I like to think of this as not um a program that you have to do linearly. Uh, you don't have to just go step by step, but really d- take what you need. I think of it as a toolbox, like these emotional toolboxes. So we sit in the shadows, we sit in these lighter emotions, and then we learn how to make friends with them. So we've been kind of doing this in the podcast the last several several weeks is looking at different shadow emotions like fear and anxiety, and then looking at how can we befriend them? How can we use them to transform into something new? And then also how do we invoke more of the lighter emotions? And we've been talking about joy and being enthusiastic and inspirational. How can we use those those emotions and and feelings to come through us and and use them to create, again, a a better, more joyful world? Yeah. Um, So I encourage you, if you've been sitting with this idea of like, oh God, I have so many emotions just brewing inside of me and I don't know what to do with them. 
join the Embodied Radiance program. You can do this on your own, self-paced, and then you can also join in the monthly calls. And so we just hosted one last week, which was absolutely beautiful with this beautiful group of women. Men are welcome too, but it just happened to be that women were there last week and we explored how fear gets in the way of our receiving success and receiving joy. And so I offered a beautiful practice that I will actually be offering again um, in in the in the program, Embodied Radiance program. So we'll be diving into things like that together each month. But then also if you feel like your hand needs to be held a little bit um, you know, more intimately, I will I can also work with you one on one. So You can find out about Dear Radiant One, the book, or Embodied Radiance, the program, at my website, phoebeleona.com. And we're also doing some of these in-personal experiences. Yay! (laughs) Up in New York, I'll be in New York in the Hudson Valley for a few weeks, and we will be doing lots of different multidimensional experiences with the book, with Embodied Radiance, and you can find out more over at my website and also thenomadcollective.org. And the last thing that I will let you know is we're taking it to Costa Rica in November, and while you're listening to this, if you're listening pretty soon after we air... There is an early nomad special to join me in Costa Rica for an embodied radiance retreat in Nosara, Costa Rica, November 12th through the 19th. And the early nomad special ends June 12th. So I encourage you to save your spot, to save a little money, and come join in. There's going to be yoga in the morning, movement 109, the movement practice that we we play with in the evening, some journaling, some uh, lots of different things. I don't want to give away all of the all of the goodies. And then you know we'll be near the beach, so you can go to the beach and go ziplining, horseback riding, lots of adventures around the beautiful Nosara. So that's what we have happening here in Nomadland. And so, as I said before, today we're looking at what I'm going to call this this episode is how can you connect and collect your dots? (laughs) So if you listened to the episode with Amy last week, we were, we were following lots of breadcrumbs. We're connecting lots of dots in our multi-passionate, uh, being conversation. And I wanted to gather some of those dots together and go a little bit deeper. So something that came up, and I definitely encourage you maybe even to pause if you didn't listen to it and go back and listen and then come back here, but I'll wrap up as much as I can. So one of the conversations we came up, and this is where I want to start, is this idea of enthusiasm or expansion and anxiety and how both of these can look very similar and feel very similar in the body. But what happens is the mind categorizes one as safe and can be, oh, enthusiastic and expansion or unsafe, oh, anxiety, right? And so we're going to look a little bit at that from the experience of the body and then that how the mind gets in kind of the way and how we can maybe help repattern the mind and the nervous system to receive the expansion, 
And then what I'm also going to talk a little bit about, because Amy and I, we talked a bit about being performers. She's a singer. I'm a dancer. Uh, and we were talking a little bit about to, uh, in that episode of that kind of enthusiasm, that excitement before you step out onto the stage and how that can be a lesson for life and how we can really use that energy, that harness that energy of enthusiasm, right? There's a little bit of an, there can be a little bit of anxiety in there, but how can we harness it and utilize it and let source, spirit, soul move us and inspire us to step into what is, what is meant to be on that stage for us. And we'll use that as the stage of life for us today. And then I'll give you a little bit of a practice that I think will be fun that it starts with where Amy left, um, left us with her joy list and I'll kind of take my breadcrumbs and, and lead you somewhere a little bit further along. So that's our roadmap for today, my multi-passionate beans. <laughs> so enthusiasm, excitement, inspiration, all of these words, expansion, I think I said that, but yeah, all of these words, what is that? Just for a moment, think about what what you are excited about. What are you enthusiastic about? What what does expansion mean to you? Just think about that for a moment, maybe in the past or what you're looking towards now. And just notice what it feels like in your body. Like maybe you feel like a little bit of butterflies in your belly or a buzziness, some sensation somewhere, whatever it is. And then just maybe take a couple of breaths with that. And now think of something that you're anxious about. <laughs> and it might be something that you just thought of. Yeah. But something you're, you've been anxious about or have been in the past. And take a moment and notice how your body is responding to that. And that might have a similar physical sensation. Maybe it doesn't, and that's okay. But when we go into something we're excited about, something we're anxious about, both cases, we're stepping further into the unknown, right? When we're expanding, we're going beyond our boundaries that we have set for ourselves or, or something else has set for ourselves, and we're stepping out into that great unknown. When we're anxious about something, we're, we're anxious about what might be on the other side. And so both things, we're stepping into the unknown, but the excitement, right? Think of that big day, like maybe your wedding day or when you were a kid, Christmas day, right? There was this so much just joy, but excitement. And you knew something really good was on the other side of it. You, it wasn't known what it, like what the full experience would be, but you had a really great sense of what was on the other side. And so there was this word of, of excitement, of enthusiasm, of this expansion of self. But when we go into those places of anxiety, we don't know what's out there. It could be really good stuff, but it could also be the story we tell us is really bad stuff too. And so when we step out into that unknown, we feel anxious. And 
you know, my teacher, Jean Marie, that I've talked about before, and she's been on our podcast a couple of times, she she brought light to this um, to me in her book, uh, The Vibathon, and, and through her teaching over the years. And when that light bulb went off for me, when she talked about how expansion and anxiety are really very much the same thing, it really changed my perspective on how uh, how I want to choose the way that I step forward into my life, right? Do I want to choose with this kind of what I've talked about before, this death grip where I, I, I'm excited, but then I also clench my fists and I kind of get tight in my body because I'm nervous about it. And so what happens is I close myself off to the experience. Do you know that feeling, right? Like you're so excited, but you're also, there's something inside of you that's not quite trusting of it. So it closes itself off, right? And you might not even have labeled it as anxious, but there's something unconscious or subconscious that's uh, like, we're not quite sure we can trust this because it's the unknown. So something that I shared in the podcast with Amy last week was um, kind of this fun fact that, yeah, I mean, I've thought about, I've known this, right? We all... I think we all know. I mean, if you don't, that's okay. Here's some new information. But our heart beats before our brain is actually fully formed as a fetus, right? So our heart is independent from the brain. We can t- pull. We can take our heart out of our body and something is still making it go, right? So our heart, and a lot of times we talk about our soul, our heart being one and the same, right, is independent from our mind. Our, and what we've kind of given too much stake to in our Western world is that our mind kind of controls everything else. But really it's our heart. And this is where um, I just learned in, in a book that I'm reading, Joe Dispenza's book, Becoming Supernatural, he's talking about how there are actually more nerve endings from the heart to the brain, sending messages from the heart to the brain rather than the brain to the heart, which was like, whoa, you know, when we're really heart, truly heart-centered, we can move from that space of what our soul wants. And then we move those messages up to the brain, right? When we think about being excited about something, when we're passionate, the word that Amy used a lot um, in our in our episode was passionate. Um, when we're excited about something, we're feeling expansive in our heart space and we can trust it, right? This is why our body needs to feel safe because it's our home for our heart. It's our home for our soul. Then we can send those messages to the mind and say, hey, we're safe here. This is going to be a good thing. And then the brain can do whatever it needs to do with those positive messages, right? So it's not the other way around where we get input, the brain receives it, and it sends that message to the body and the, and the heart, and it says we're safe or we're not, right? It's actually receiving the messages from the body and the heart first, and then it does its own thing. But we have we have done a lot of conditioning as a society to train it so that we have this feeling that it's the mind that's in charge. So this is an invitation for you today to really drop down into the body, to really drop down into the heart space, especially in these matters of the unknown, these matters of 
feeling inspired by something, but ooh, a little scared, right? When we can let those moments of inspiration come through us and then breathe with it and drop down and feel safe in the body, then we can send that message to the mind and say, okay, now, now mind, what are the logistical things we need to do here to get, you know, from point A to point B to make this inspiration, this idea a reality and be excited about it because we're stepping into an unknown territory, but not anxious about it. So grounding ourselves is really important. You know, Amy asked me this question because she was saying, you know, she was she was noticing for me, I, I hold a lot. I do a lot. I have a lot of ideas. I ha- I'm juggling a lot of things in Nomadland in my own personal world. She was like, how do you kind of anchor yourself? And that's that's what I, I, I think is my biggest kind of superpower is that I can drop down into my heart space, feel in my body when it's a good idea to step forward with it. And I'm not going to say that all of the ideas get done because, you know, your heart might go, ooh, this is really exciting. But then you get into the mind and the logistics. It's like, eh, actually... That's going to be really complicated and whatever the dialogue is, but it's not from a place of fear. It's just like logistically, that's not really possible at this time and space. However, we might come back to it, right? Well, we'll put that on the the shelf for a moment, right? So that's where the dialogue can get really clear. And I'm going to offer this to you all if you're not considered to be any kind of performer. And I mean, I'm speaking from the lens of an artist, but you might be a performer in terms of performing um, a sport, right? Or something like that, or or maybe stepping onto a stage and speaking to groups of people. But this idea of kind of being backstage, right? And being in that performer seat and stepping out into what's outside, right? The great unknown, that stage, And so as a performer, that's the word I'm going to use, and you can just put in whatever word you identify yourself as when you kind of are preparing for something big that's outside of yourself, right, to step out into that quote-unquote stage. Um, There are a couple of things that we need to make sure of, right? So we can move from that heart-centered place, but then also know that we have we have the mind on our side too, (laughs) right? We have our mind on our side too. So as a performer, I'm going to speak from being a dancer, right? There is a level of practice. There has to be some sort of discipline before we get out there, right? There's hours of training in the the dance studio. There's, you know, studying and learning the, the choreography. So we first have our own technique, but then we also learn the choreography that's going to be out there on the stage. We also have to have really clear clarity within ourselves. Like, what is this vision? The why? I always talk about this when I'm teaching. Why are you doing this? Have clarity in the why. Have clarity in your communication. So if there are other partners involved, whether it's backstage partners or partners on the stage, right? The stage of life. You're, you're able to be able to communicate clearly. 
And so with the, and then you have some level of skill, right, from those those hours of practices and 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 learning the choreography. So there's discipline, there's skill, there's clarity within self and with un, with others in your communication. And then what happens is that you step out into that stage, that unknown space, and you bring all of that with you. But then there's this whole level of deep trust. Trust that all of that preparation that you have done and source, spirit, universe, God, whatever, is able to come through you and and you are that clear vessel for it to step in with you and co-create in that great space on that stage, the stage of life. And so when we have those moments backstage where we're just about to step out and there's that sense of expansion, right? That feeling that we just thought about that Christmas morning, that big day, right? Your wedding, your big event, whatever it is. And we have that vibration that feels like expansion or enthusiasm or uh, anxiety, right? We can step in that moment and say, hey, hey, mind, you're telling me a story about being anxious, but I've got this. <laughs> I've done the work. I'm clear as to why I'm here. I'm community, communicating clearly with myself and my partners. And now I'm going to completely trust and receive this moment with you, creator. Right? And then when you take that step out into that stage of life, that anxiety will drop down, right? And you can fully embrace the, that energy of expansion, of enthusiasm, of excitement, of inspiration. And then let whatever needs to move through you, move through you and with you and for you. So just take a few moments right now as I've been talking and, and think about what are, what are some great unknowns that you're stepping out? What is your frontier that you are, you've already planted the seed or you've been thinking about planting that seed. And when you think about that, when you think about what's on the other side, how does that feel for you? That excitement feel in your body, really anchor in your body and feel what your heart is saying first, not the mind. And if you're not quite sure who's speaking, Heart usually speaks, um, it could be quiet, it could be loud, but it's usually just one word or short phrases that just feels so anchored. It feels true. But the mind is like chitter chatter, and this and this and this and then and it's kind of all over the place. It's all those dots. Yeah, so this is what Amy was talking about, being a multi-passionate person. There's so many dots all around. And it's like, it could be exciting dots. It could be nervous dots. But sometimes we need to harness them and again, bring it back down to the heart. Take a few breaths. Move your body around and then be still in the body and then go, okay, there's something that wants to be born in me. I'm not sure what it what it's going to look like yet, but I'm excited about it. And then that heart can speak to the mind clearly 
And you just simply ask, okay, now what are the next steps I need to do? You don't need to know all the steps, just what are the next steps that need to, to do? And something else I also spoke with, with Amy was this idea of non-attachment to, but, but clear focus, right? So when you step out into that great unknown, that stage of life, and you're excited, but also a little nervous, right? There might be a little bit of that nervous and, um, chatter. It might not go away. That's okay. Right. But just know, okay. All right. All right. Anxiety. You're here. Your nervous energy. You're here, but we're going to come back into the body. But we also don't want to give it what I've called so many times the death grip, right? Attaching to an outcome, attaching to the control of all of the steps, because that's what anxiety is. It's like, I need, I don't know what this is yet. So I need to control my environment. I don't feel safe and I need to control my environment. I need to control what it's going to look like. I need to control the outcome. And so we become really attached to things, right? So we can use the example of like bridezillas, right? When they step into being engaged, there's it's a really beautiful, exciting experience to be connected with your, potentially your soul partner, your soulmate, but then there's this anxiety that happens and then we you know we've coined this term bridezilla because all of a sudden they turn into this whole other kind of monster controlling all of the details of their big day right that's that's anxiety stepping in and trying to and fear right stepping in like i i am not quite sure i really want this or maybe they don't want this um but i don't trust it so i'm going to control all of the little details so that's that's what that looks like when we start to become attached to the unknown, right? We want to try to control the unknown and make it known. And so when you get into that place, this is again an invitation to go into your body and go, all right, I, I see this. I see a little bit of the controlling. I see that I'm attached to the outcome. I'm, a, I'm a seeing I'm attached to the step that's right here, but let me let me let go of the grip and let me focus my on my why again. Why am I doing this? Why does this bring me joy? And just in that question, there's that openness again. There's that expansion again. And we drop down into our body and our heart and we go, oh, right, this is why. So that little detail that I was trying to hold on to, it might not actually be a big deal. Right, I was like zooming in too closely into it and, and micromanaging, but now I can zoom out and remember my why, remember the bigger vision and know that little small detail might actually not be a detail that's necessary anymore. So when Amy was asking me about like all of these things that I juggle, yeah, there are some things that I juggle and I realize, uh, actually that's kind of in my way right now. I'm going to let it go. Right. If I become, that's what I notice is like, if I become too attached to it, I'm like, oh my God, I need this to happen. I need this to work. This is when I'm like, Ooh, actually I need to step back for a minute and let it breathe and let it tell me if it's necessary right now. Right. If it's necessary, it won't go away. It'll stay here. And if it doesn't, then it might not be necessary right now. And there's something that I'm supposed to actually be zooming in on in another project or another element of that unknown space that I'm creating. 
so hopefully this is kind of resonating with you for my my friends out there who are stepping out into something that's new and inspiring and exciting and and if you are one that tends to have lots of balls up in the air juggling or you have lots of dots like that image that I was talking about with Amy like lots of dots all around and you're kind of trying to connect them all or collect them all this is the exercise that I'm going to offer to you today so Amy was talking about her joy list, right? She was talking about all of the aspects of her life, like self-care, what brings her joy in her self-care, what brings her joy in her professional path, and so on. And so you can make several different joy lists. So that's step one. And then what I was thinking about for this is... If you tend to be somebody who feels a little ADD or ADHD, like kind of all over the map with it, and like, okay, which one do I do now? Okay, maybe you pick one and you zoom in on that for a bit, right? Not in a controlling way, just like, this is my focus. This is where I'm going to land my heart and my body, feel anchored in this one particular joyous event, or seed that I'm planting, and I'm going to zoom in on this for the next X amount of weeks, right? Or this is where I'm in an invitation for my multi-passionate friends who want to do all of the things, is to look at how can you connect some of the dots? How can you look at your joy list and go, okay, you know, for Amy's example, she likes to sing, she likes to coach, she likes to, um, you know, go out on walks in in nature, right? You can look at that list and go, okay, how can I combine these three things and make them this one experience, whether it's just for me to experience myself or share it with others. And so I used the example in last week's um, episode of my book. So I knew I had a story to tell. I absolutely love teaching. I have a background of yoga. I also have a background of dance and I, I, you know, was playing with this idea of dancing again. So here we have writing, (laughs) we have dancing, we have teaching of yoga and just connecting with people. And I also love to just connect with people in person. So here we have these four things on my joy list and I could see myself split into all of these different categories. And to tell you the truth, I've done that for a long time. You know, I, I said, okay, I'm focusing on teaching yoga. So I taught yoga teacher training for, you know, however many years. And that was like my main focus. But during that time I was burning out on it and also missing my dancing. So that's when I found Movement 109. So I kind of shifted my focus to Movement 109 so I could dance again, but also inspire other people to dance again. And I brought, as I did that, I brought the elements of yoga, specifically the subtle body work, into that practice. Then I wanted to tell stories. That's also on my joy list, right, with the writing, but also the storytelling. I started this podcast but so then I zoomed in on these, these joys, but then I was like, okay, what if I could bring them all together in some way? So when this book came about, you know, here I am writing my story. I was like, okay, that's cool and all. I really want to share that. There's some teaching of yoga in there, right? The, the principles and the philosophies and the subtle body of yoga. 
Um, that's in there in that book too, as lo- along with my story. But there's something else that I want that wants to be born, and I have these other joys of dancing, of teaching, of being in person. Can I make this book a multi-dimensional experience? And so that's what I'm doing now is I'm sharing the story in an in-person event, so doing a book reading, but then I'm also dancing as I'm speaking the story because there's a whole other layer that sometimes words don't do justice in that, in that space of storytelling and invoking emotions. And so I wanted to add that element of movement I wanted to add that element of being in space with people again, especially after two years of not really being in spaces with people again. And then I also wanted to, can, that element of the teaching of facilitating space, of creating space, right? Of people coming and sitting with me, but then also inviting them into the movement too. And so next month and in Costa Rica, I will be inviting if you're there, you into the movement with the storytelling. So it's going to be this whole multidimensional experience so that my story becomes our story. Your story becomes our story. We share these stories, these collective story together in the space of movement. Mm, I'm so excited about it. So you can see I took all of these different things that brought me a lot of joy to myself, but also sharing it with others. And I thought, okay, how can I make this one experience? And so that's what I invite you to do is make your joy list, right? It might, again, and if we're, we're going to talk more about like the professional path right now, but you don't have to do this. You could just make it like your hobby, your hobby joy list. Yeah. Whatever it is. And like, see, how can I make this all encompassing? How can I, instead of separating myself and doing one thing over here on Mondays and this on Tuesdays, right? And da, 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 da. How can I actually bring them and harness them all together? And when you do that, your heart will go crazy excited, it will be like, yes, this is what I've been telling you this whole time. (laughs) We can do all of it together. We hold this for you. That's the space of expansion. That's the space I think of of expansion. So I kind of see expansion as this container that's just one kind of thing like moving outward. It's the boundaries, the walls, whatever it is, is, is moving collectively outward in all directions. But anxiety is kind of like all of those dots, all those things that bring you joy are scattered and all over the place. And they're like, you're just like darting around, like, which one do I do now? And you're kind of running from one point to the other and trying to connect them all. But this, we're collecting them. So we're not connecting them necessarily. We're collecting them all and letting them move together as one. Yes. So how can you connect and collect your dots. That's what I have for you, my friends. So that was a lot of fun. (laughs) I had a lot of joy. I hope you had some joy too and some nuggets um, to walk away with in terms of looking at your enthusiasm and what you're excited about, inspired by, what's calling you to expand right now. 
How can you sit in your body and your listen to your heart first before you let that mind get in the way and tell you, you know, these anxious, nervous thoughts, right? Let that, let that settle down. Get into your heart. Get into your body. Do the things that you need to do to prepare, right? Be disciplined. Be clear. Learn the skills. Clarity in your communication with others. And then step into that great unknown space with complete trust to receive that co-creative energy with source, creator, universe, God, goddess. And then don't get attached on the journey. Don't get attached on the journey. Just remember your why and know that the right steps are right there for you. Just be curious Continue to do the work. Take a next step. So that is what I have to share with you today. It's been a joy to be with you all. Uh, Again, I would love to be with you in a more intimate setting. If you sign up for the Embodied Radiance program, you can do it. Uh, There are videos. There are audio recordings, little little bite-sized podcasts like this. But we go even deeper into specific exercises. Uh, some other journal prompts, other, it's again, it's just a big toolbox for your own emotional journey and embodiment journey. So you can do that on your own. You can join me in the monthly sessions. You can join me in a private setting. We, We can work personally together. And you can also join me in Costa Rica. Sign up before June 12th and you can get an early nomad special. And when you sign up for the Embodied Radiance program and the retreat, you also get some goodies like a signed copy of Dear Radiant One and membership to the Nomad Collective. So go ahead, visit thenomadcollective.org and phoebeleona.com for more details on these programs and opportunities to step into your own enthusiastic, joyous life multi-passionate life. And if you enjoy this podcast, share it, review it, give it a nice little five-star review. And uh, if you'd like to support us, it's $11 a month. We're asking just for $11 a month, which gives you um, commercial-free podcasts and some other little goodies. You can find out more over at thenomadcollective.org. So it's been such a joy to be with you all. Have a beautiful day.